Pack Box Talk, and this is Horse Stories with a Purpose. Who are we? We are equine educators, but we are owners. We are judges. We are competitors. We are coaches. We are volunteers. We are moms. We are horse owners just like you, and we want to share our horse stories with a purpose. Chris Heine with the Extension Horses Group, and today I have with me Dr. Danielle Smarsh from Pennsylvania State University, who's the equine specialist there. Hi, nice to see you. And Brittany Kirkland, who is uh, our new 4-H livestock agent in Larimer County, Colorado, correct? Yes, that's correct. Hi. So today's edition of our Horse Stories with a Purpose is actually talking about trailering issues with our horses. So I know um, we all have some personal stories about those times that horses really didn't want to have anything to do with the trailer um, and how we solve that. So Danielle, you had a story about Lola. Um, so tell us a little bit about Lola and the problems that she had. Sure. So Lola was a young halflinger. She was a, a yearling at the time. And I had been working with her, um, just mostly groundwork. Uh, there was, I had a partner with me that was also working with her together. It was at a, um, several years ago and we were going to take her to a show and she got there. Okay. We got her on the trail. I don't really remember anything bad there. Maybe some hesitation, but got to the the show and it was just a day trip. So maybe a couple hours away, did the show thing there all day. And then it came time to come home and she would not load. (laughs) Uh, just absolutely refused to. We struggled with her for quite a while, trying to get her on the trailer. Eventually did get her on the trailer and got home, but it was it was not easy. So um, it was a challenge to say the least. Gotcha. So her first trip in the trailer didn't end um, as everyone had anticipated then. Correct. Oh, yeah. great. <laughs> I know I've, I've definitely seen people they get to the event but then they just don't want to leave <laughs> right right um so you know i in retrospect you know i think it's because we just didn't work with her enough prior to the show on proper not just getting on the trailer but then also getting off and maybe it would have helped to get on the trailer and drive around a little bit and then come back because that again the issue was getting home um and getting back on that trailer so i i think we just honestly did not work enough on training with loading and unloading and she was still uncomfortable with that. Gotcha. So that trip to the horse show might have been a little premature without some background. Exactly. (laughs) Gotcha. So um, Brittany, let's hear a little bit about Twist and Peaches. So Peaches, her story is actually pretty similar in relation. Um, so we couldn't get her to load. Now we had done a lot of pre, pre work with her, but um, I don't know if something had happened in the trailer that I had made her a little nervous to get back in. Um, but we took her on a trail ride and it just, she didn't want to get back in. And then it created this uh, never ending, well, it, it did finally end. Let me correct that. It did finally end, um, but it took a long time to finally get her where we could just get her to load right up um, after that day. Um, so I don't, I'm not sure what had caused that um, in the trailer, but she just didn't want to load back up. Twist is the opposite. So Twist didn't want to come out of the trailer. So 
um, brand new horse and we didn't, we had bought him and they said that he was used for a trail horse and was really calm, really great with everybody, no problems until we got him home and couldn't get him off the trailer. So um, that was really fun, quite an experience. He just didn't want to, to back off. And so um, I personally like to back my horses off the trailer rather than turning them around. So I, the first day we actually ended up going ahead and turning him around. Um, but the whole idea of backing up was, was too scary for him. He didn't want to, it wasn't even when we got to the end of the trailer that he didn't want to back off the step. It was literally backing up in the trailer period. He did not want to do it. Um, so it took a, a lot of work just kind of taking a step at a time and slowly um, working him back to be able to get him off the trailer by backing rather than turning around. So that, that uh, both of you mentioned, yeah, horses that don't want to unload off of the trailer. And I think that's a really common problem. I know um, when Brittany was working here in Oklahoma as part of our training classes, uh, we spent a lot of time with the students, like teaching the horses to unload. Because everybody kind of assumes, well, heck, if they could get on, certainly they can get back off. But from your guys' perspective, why do you think horses have trouble backing up off of trailers? I mean, I think some of it might be fear of what's behind them. I know some of the issues are horses' sights, right? They can't see directly behind them. So, and especially, I mean, depending on what type of trailers we're talking about, I've seen some horses with trouble getting off like the stock type and that, that six to eight inches is really scary to, and they do this massive leap off, like you could just step down nicely, <laughs> you'd be fine. Um, so I don't know if it's some of it just, they can't see directly behind them and we're asking to go backwards. Um, maybe the light difference and how bright it is out there is, you know, so that might be one potential reason. Yeah. And for me, it was with a stock trailer and I know some of our students, we were using a stock trailer and there is that really big drop there. And any, any trailer that doesn't have that ramp, the ramp is really nice. I feel like if you're teaching a horse, like I wish I had a personal trailer that had a ramp on it just for teaching purposes, because that big drop off, they step their foot. I mean, if we were stepping backwards and we stepped down and we, there was nothing there to catch us, I think we'd get a little nervous too. <laughs> so yeah, I always tell, you know, kind of think about if you are going downstairs blindfolded, uh, how does that feel? You know, if they're at an uneven distance, that's pretty scary. And literally the horses can't see that drop off behind them um, just because of their vision, like you mentioned, Danielle. So um, that's quite a bit of a training process. So do you guys have any tips or suggestions on how to train them to be able to handle that drop off? In the class that we worked with, we actually had a student that came up with an idea that honestly was brilliant. I never would have come up with this, but they had a, they started backing the horses off of curbs first. So they taught them to just back off that smaller step and they would try to try to make that elevation be a little less. So that way the horse could get used to it before they were in the trailer. Also, it kind of helped disassociate those two things so they can learn the whole stepping off onto to nothing for a second till they find the ground and and outside of the horse trailer before they end up in the trailer um, and so because the trailer is a whole another thing you've got lots of scary things going on in the trailer they're in a box they you know depending on the type of trailer they may not be able to see out as easily um, could be dark and then also so that stepping down at the same time learning that at the same time can be quite difficult so if you can just teach 
some of those key principles behind, like to backing up beforehand, that would be great. That's a great tip for owners to do a little bit more practice, just not even in the trailer with the horse backing easily. And again, that sounds like a really cool idea to back them off of something um, that is safe so they get confidence with that. So I know I have my uh, own story that I kind of remembered that everybody, you know, again, assumes horses back off of trailers. Um, And that really matters if your horse hasn't been trained to do that, which position they are in the trailer. So if the problem child is put in last, nobody gets off the trailer until that horse gets off. Um, And if they're in a slant load and they don't have the ability to turn around, that can create um, quite a few issues. So I'll confess, I had a horse um, that was like that, that got on the end of the trailer at the back end. When we ended up having to actually remove the um, that little tack section that is the separate divider, we had to tear everything completely out, take the saddle trees off, everything had to come off so that horse would get off the trailer. So yeah, so planning is probably a, a pretty good idea. Um, going forward. So lesson learned, I will never, ever, ever do that again. So I'm willing to share my my stories as well. So let's talk about some uh, problem solving. So uh, we'll go back to, to Lola. How long did it actually take, do you remember, to get Lola back on the trailer to go home? Probably at least 20, 30 minutes. Okay. I mean, so it wasn't hours, but like it should just take you a minute to load your horse, right? So it was, and we had other horses there and, you know, it's end of the day. So it made, it made it felt longer because we just want to get home at that point. Um, so yeah, it took probably 20, 30 minutes, several people pushing her on her butt to get her back into the trailer. So um, yeah, it took some time. So what, uh, what was it that actually helped get you loaded then? Um, any, any tips from that? <laughs> well, thankfully she wasn't a very large horse. So sheer human power was able okay. to kind of, convince her. Um, We did end up putting one or two other horses on in front of her and that also kind of convinced her that this is a friendly environment without monsters and just other horses. Uh, So then that herd instinct kind of kicked in and she wanted to go join them. Okay, great. So you used the combination of her wanting to to seek out those other horses and then sounds like you kind of did her like racehorse style where they they load them into the gates where people link hands and kind of help them out a little bit. (laughs) fantastic and that helps if it's a smaller horse if it's a bigger horse uh may not have had uh such luck so uh how did you deal with uh twist and peaches Brittany? so peaches getting her on the trailer i it did not take 30 minutes i wish it had taken 30 minutes it was a couple of hours getting that horse on the trailer she was determined that that was a scary scary place and we should never return there um so it it took a long time i will say that we tried a lot of methods and um in hindsight like none of those worked but the one that finally worked i could have worked on teaching her to work off of pressure a little bit sooner in her training process. So what we actually ended up doing, which worked, was um, we had a uh, just a lunge whip. So we had just a, a whip right there, and all we did was hit the ground with it. And that she had learned in training, in, in the round pin, that that meant move forward. Um, I will say 
it's it's easy in that particular situation and it was easy that day especially after that long of a process to get a little rushed with it and trying to go ahead and like oh she moved once so I'm just going to keep going with it and keep tapping the ground and that is not how horses operate so just realizing when she did take that step forward to take the pressure off of her so take that with the picture um that made her a little bit um faster in loading onto the trailer. So she was a little bit more willing with that pressure and release um, system. So the whip ended up, the whip on the ground ended up being the thing that solved our problems and, and it was a continual thing. So you guys earlier that it wasn't just a one-time isolated event, this, this particular filly, it just kept going. And so every time we would try to load her on, she didn't want to. Now I today she will just load but it did um it did take some time and practice so that's something I wish I would have worked on ahead of time just teaching her um to work off of pressure with the whip um ahead of time other than just in the round pen just out working around so twist um he was a great boy so he ended up being um pretty good with it we just took it a step at a time coming out of the trailer and recognized when he had a little freak out that it was okay um, but that he just couldn't keep coming back forward. So just being able to keep him off of you because when, when they get scared, they do, Danielle said it earlier, they kind of rush back forward and so, or rush backwards, one of the two. And so just making sure he didn't come on top of us, but we literally just with some pressure on a halter could back him and kind of swing in the lead rope just a little bit, um, could get him to take a step and then we'd stop and then take a step and then we'd stop. So, and just, trying to keep him calm so but he did a really good job of that fantastic so it really sounds like um good training ahead of time helps people out so really spending some time doing those basic groundwork so the horse understands pressure and release and i think Brittany, you mentioned something that i kind of want to emphasize from my own experiences um, people get really excited right when that horse takes the step forward and then they get you know trying to make too much happen rather than recognizing that the horse just tried and made an attempt to do something correctly and they need that immediate reward and that release for doing the right thing. So as humans, we always have our end goal in mind, but I always like to remind people the animal does not know what the end goal is, right? So we really need to, to break that down. Um, so my uh, favorite example is actually, this is the story of Pepper. Um, so I had a friend of mine that contacted me in the in the winter and she said hey I have a friend that's um, really in a bind they were moving from North Dakota to somewhere out east it might have actually been Pennsylvania <laughs> um, so, so she had uh, moved ahead and her husband was left with um, hauling the horses to meet her where they were going um, and they had stopped to overnight the horses because North Dakota to Pennsylvania bit of a long drive in the winter so that's not nobody wants to do that no. um, other than maybe to escape North Dakota <laughs> so they had overnighted in a little town not far from where I worked um, so they had unloaded the horses settled in for the night and then they had gone to load the horses up again the next morning and continue on the journey well they had a yearling with them so you can imagine the yearling probably had not had as much work as the older horses so the husband went to load the horse up and the horse would not load in the trailer 
So they tried all sorts of things. Multiple people came. They tried um, not hours, but days trying to get the horse <laughs> off the trailer. And so they then abandoned the horse and continued on. And so now there's this thrilling horse that um, is at somebody's house and it's not their horse. They don't want it. So my friend said, hey, if you go pick this horse up, um, they'll give her to us for free. Um, so it was a little warm blood filly. I was like, okay, I'm game for anything. So we went out. Uh, I had contacted our uh, farm manager at the time. I said, hey, can you help me? Let's go um, try to go get this horse. So we went, um, brought a stock trailer, uh, because often it is easier for horses to get up into those big airy trailers. So we um, uh, went out with that. We had our, you know, thinking this is going to be a big deal um, with this horse. So went out there um, and used our pressure lease system where we literally just asked the horse to take a step with a, a whip behind, not on the horse, but just using some encouragement. She'd take a step, we'd quit. Um, we were both on the same page. We were using really good timing with pressure and release. 15 minutes, I had that horse on the trailer and called my friend and said, I got you a free horse. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's my favorite trailer story of um, everybody that was probably trying to load her was frustrated and in a hurry and just not letting the horse uh, think her way through it. So um, she still has that horse today and she actually uses her in some therapeutic riding programs. So, yeah. Uh, well, that's a good point about not being frustrated and just being patient and trying not to let the horse know that you're upset with them and just working through it can make a big difference. Your attitude about the whole thing. Yeah. So Danielle, do you have any tips for people like how to not get frustrated? <laughs> how do you remain calm and, and uh, <laughs> let this happen? <laughs> Counting to 10 a lot. <laughs> 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 Um, I mean, as we, I think Brittany mentioned about just, you know, they, the horses national instinct, they're, they're prey animals. So realizing that what your timeline is and their timeline for figuring this out and being calm about it, I think can help understanding just the horse's instinct and behavior. And I just being, I know it's hard to be patient, but just, you know, taking a deep breath and just, like you said, just every little step forward and releasing the pressure that that is a victory, even though either you're still maybe not all the way in the trailer, even near the trailer, that's still, you should be proud that you've gotten that far. So I think taking the little victories and letting them come and not just focus on horse must be in trailers, getting there, that is important. Yeah, another thing that keeps getting mentioned is, you know, we we're talking about like this releasing pressure and Dr. Heine, you said to that timing was important. And I think a lot of people really struggle with what that means and what that is. Um, and so it's really important that you recognize when the horse is giving you a little bit of something and just take it away right then. Um, so that's something that probably should be practiced before you try loading a horse in the trailer for the first time. And if you don't feel comfortable with it or if you're new to new to horse training at all. You can always talk to people who have done training for a while and they can kind of help show you what we mean by that when we say the word timing. It's just trying to trying to take that pressure away as soon as the horse gives. And I think a lot of times we're expecting that animal to you know, put a foot in the trailer before um, we release pressure. And that's not the case. Sometimes it's literally just a little bit of a body shift forward. Um, so just, just recognizing when that horse is is trying to give you something and, and, and giving them some release of pressure when that happens. 
So any uh, final tips for our listeners that may have some trailering issues before we go? I mean, I think we've listed a lot of great advice that comes back to training with your horse and, and having the trust of your horse and realizing you can't just expect to throw a horse on a trailer and go, or conversely, unload the horse off the trailer or get back home from where you are. <laughs> so. Yeah, just, you know, try to make it easy for the horse. So practice ahead of time. You know, we've talked about a couple of things like having a stock trailer versus a more closed-in trailer, having a ramp. If it's the horse's first time, just just really try to make it a positive experience. It, that is something that can go pretty south pretty quickly. So just, just try to make it as easy for that horse. You know, be patient, be calm. If it's not happening instantly, it's okay. Just count to 10, take a deep breath and, and, and you know. Just try to make it as positive as you can every time that you load or unload that horse from a trailer. Perfect. And I guess, uh, Danielle, something you said kind of, uh, I guess I'll bring another suggestion to that table. So everybody practices, you know, practices loading and unloading, or maybe they only practice loading and not the unloading, but they never practice driving with the horse. <laughs> so, True. <laughs> hey, all this great stuff at home and the horse has never experienced like we go somewhere in the instability of the trailer and learning to balance. And if we were a crazy driver on its first experience, <laughs> the horse is like, never again. Exactly. <laughs> so, so we always have to consider that part of the training process as well and take mm -hmm. them for short trips and, and drive nicely um, yeah. when you do that so the horse is uh, willing to get back in. Well, thank you, everybody. I hope everyone has enjoyed uh, listening to another edition of our Tech Box Talk series, Horse Stories with a Purpose, and sharing the stories of Twist Peaches, Lola, and Pepper. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.